Well, friends, welcome to another episode of Weekly. And this week, um, I'm trying something new, which is my first remote interview with my friend Brian Alexander. Hey, Brian. Hey, it's good to be here. Hey, thanks for being on this uh, beta testing of uh, remote podcasting. Yeah, just happy to try it out. This yeah. app that we're using seems pretty cool. Yeah, so if any of you are, are like nerdy and want to know what it is, it's an app called cleanfeed.net. And basically what it lets you do is use your internet browser as um, like a recording interface. And you can just invite people over email, they can plug in, and um, you can record a conversation. So we'll see how it works. Seems cool. So anyways, um, I'm excited to have Brian on. I met Brian in college our freshman year at North Greenville University. And uh, that was actually quite a while ago now. Yeah, it's been. Which is weird. It's been a while. It's been like almost six years. Yeah. Um, I actually went up there. Since I graduated. Uh, to campus um, this past weekend. Um, Did you? Yeah. And it's changed quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I, um, I just decided to be a little spontaneous and I t- took a trip up to um, Bald Rock. Oh, cool. Um, so I... Uh, I just kind of wanted to have a little bit of quiet time, spend some time up there, just looking at nature and everything. And mm-hmm. then I decided to take a drive around campus um, after I got down from down from Bald Rock. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been quite a bit since we've been there. But was, did you see that anybody? Kind of where we met. Yeah. Did you see anybody while you were there? Like at school? No. Um, I just kind of was driving around. I didn't really feel like you know going yeah. in and talking to people, but. Um, uh, yeah, Cammie and I did the same thing last year. We were on our way to Atlanta for, um, well, we were going to Passion last year. Yeah. And we stopped and just drove around. It's like, whoa, I can't get in this way that I used to drive. What What are these buildings? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's totally changed. There's like, it's almost like Las Vegas at the corner of um, 414. And, I, did, uh, I know, there's like a Papa John's There's a, there. just ginormous neon sign. Yeah. It was like, we had none of that. And when we started, we didn't even have like the, the bagel place or yeah, across the street. bank or anything. Now it's so, a whole like community. It's yeah. crazy. Well, good oh, for them. What, yeah. One of the other things about across the street is, uh, you know, that whole uh, general store they used to have there? Yes. Um, the, they uh, turned it into a fully functional gas station. Oh, what? You don't have to drive seven miles to get gas? <laughs> right. And it's like a general store. So you've got like wow. milk and stuff that you would Man. want and not have to drive to Walmart to get it. So it's if you're great. listening to this podcast and you go to North Greenville University now, you you have no idea what it was like even just a handful of years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to we drive didn't have anything all the way like to that. TR. No, yeah. we had no, we had nothing. Nothing. So I was completely surprised and of all of all um like they definitely branded it with they branded branded all of the pumps with the North Greenville symbol and it says <laughs> Crusader gas and yes. I'm like this is awesome yes it does of course it does well but, cool so uh, I'm trying to think I think that we met like on like at freshman orientation maybe I think so yeah. or sometime soon after that mm-hmm. so but yeah you were definitely one of those guys that I was glad to know throughout yeah. the college. Yeah, we days. got to we got to hang out a lot and do mass column stuff together a lot and um yeah. yeah. And we still are doing that stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Um so, BSU, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. So Brian, why don't you tell people kind of what 
you do and what you're involved in right now and uh, give them an update. Yeah, sure. Um, for those of you who don't know me, which is I'm sure most of you guys, yeah, I uh, graduated from North Greenville with a degree in mass communication and I worked in broadcasting at a nonprofit Christian ministry called the Christian Research Institute for about two years, a little bit more than that. And I'm currently working for Ligonier Ministries, also another nonprofit um, doing marketing and social media, um, kind of in their digital outreach area. That's awesome. Okay. So for people who don't know what Ligonier is, maybe you should tell them who is like um, over that. <laughs> yeah, that sure. So um, most people aren't familiar with Ligonier, but they are familiar with our um, main teacher, who is R.C. Sproul. Yeah. Um, it's a reformed ministry, and um, we have several different teachers. Um, so if you've heard um, solid biblical preaching, um, most likely you've heard one of our teachers. Um, we have several teaching fellows, is what they're called, um, a part of our ministry that helps expand its reach and um, the amount of content that we're able to produce. Yeah, I am um, always blown away by how much content that Ligonier puts out with like free ebooks for your Kindle and uh, other devices. I have several on um, just like uh, short little ebooks on like what's the Lord's Supper, what's baptism, what is yeah. the function of you know this or that in a church, and they're extremely helpful. Um, and then obviously tons of great video, audio, podcasts. Uh, I heard RC Sproul talk to someone one time, and this was several years ago, maybe even eight or nine years ago, and he said that he had never been on the internet like he had never gotten on the internet um but they made him wear a microphone when he was speaking at church you know several years back and um he was like i don't even know what they do with this i just get up and preach and somebody says that people listen to it (laughs) yeah yeah, like he has the most downloaded podcast on itunes and he was like i i don't know what a podcast is Um, yeah that seems very accurate for a ministry (laughs) that's been around longer than i've been alive exactly Um, they start in a certain area of just, you know, yeah. cassette tapes, and now we're pu- pushing out content digitally. It's really amazing. That's yeah. cool. So, so what are you doing with with marketing and stuff there for the for the company? Um, I do a wide range of things. I uh, manage our website content, um, everything from our devotional magazine uh, called Table Talk, pushing those articles online, to sending out e blasts to little bit of administrative um, work for my supervisor. Um, okay. So I do a, quite a bit of um, various tasks um, as far as marketing and social media goes, but um, I don't just sit around on Facebook all day. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but of course that is part of my job as well. Um, sure. Responding, making sure our community is, um, if they're asking questions, getting the answers they needed. Um, here here lately, most, most of our um, Students have been requesting certain resources, and it's just as simple as linking up to our website where they can get those. Cool. So you're you're helping people um, find content and kind of curate some of that. Yeah, exactly. A yeah. little bit of a customer service role as well. Okay, that's cool. Because I mean, the, the information from Ligonier is so vast that it'd be easy to to get lost looking for something. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that you all provide that. Yeah. Um, and another thing that people probably uh, don't know about you is that you are working remotely, right? Yeah, I am uh, based in Charlotte and they are based in Orlando, Florida. So I'm working from North Carolina. That's pretty cool. Um, which 
I mean, I get to go down there occasionally, but mm-hmm. the whole working remotely um, aspect of my job is um, challenging at times. Yeah. But I've really grown in that area and le- learning how to communicate with uh, with the staff yeah. there um, in the office. Is that an is that a pretty normal thing for um, for Ligonier or a, a group like that to have remote employees? Um, I ha- I'm not the first of their um, staff to work remotely. Okay. So I think it was easier for them to um, have me join the team as a remote employee. But um, yeah. I wouldn't say it's normal. But we have about five or six staff okay. that are out of state. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. How did you How did you get connected with this organization? Yeah, I was just curious about what they were doing on social media. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of a nuisance, I guess you can say at first, um, letting them know <laughs> when things were broken um, or letting them know that uh, yeah. this certain aspect of the website was uh, not functioning the way that it should be. Yeah. Um, so then I guess as, um, as time progressed, I was sort of uh, well known as that person in, in, inside of their ministry, um, mm-hmm. as a guy who's always um, following them on social media. And uh, my former supervisor introduced uh, my former supervisor at my previous job introduced me to Ligonier. Um, okay. And I just started communicating with them. Um, just over the course of a few months, um, I was contacted um, and requested um, an interview. And from there, it was just like, all right, the interview is lined up. Here back from the interview, I got the job. Wow. Um, I wasn't looking at the time for the, for the job, but yeah. um, it just kind of worked out. I was able to make a smooth transition from my previous place of employment to Ligonier. Well, yeah, because I remember seeing on on Facebook or Twitter or somewhere you were talking about Ligonier and I was like, when did this happen? Also, aren't you still living in Charlotte? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it just, it, that's really cool. So did you, was this a job that they had that they filled or is this like a new, a new frontier for them? Um, it was kind of one of those things where my supervisor needed some assistance and, okay. um, throughout the past, um, uh, you know, throughout the past few months, we've brought in additional people on our team uh, to manage our outreach just because it keeps growing, um, which is a great problem. Or yeah. not necessarily a problem, but it's a great thing to be in yeah. a growing ministry. Sure. Um, so I wouldn't say it was sort of, it wasn't brand new because my supervisor was in a similar role, just in a managing aspect. Okay. So they sort of took a an opportunity to, to grow in an area and to grow by you know, bringing in someone remotely, um, to manage all that stuff. Yeah. It's, that's cool. It's really neat. I think my observation of, of those kind of things is that's going to continue to grow. I mean, obviously, you know, there's sort of the tech boom, Silicon Valley, you know, remote startup kind mm-hmm. of thing. And that's, you know, that is what it is. It's mobile and it's fast and all that stuff. But I think what you're seeing now is ministries and businesses and, and nonprofits with history are, growing in that area not saying like we're only going to be remote you know we're only going to do you know mobile but there's a use for that and there are jobs and there are things that we can grow as a company and offer that to people who don't live in florida you know or don't live wherever your offices are located right. um, i mean you didn't have to relocate to to you know be a part of this ministry yeah and i i really think that's definitely the way of the future i mean i feel like if more ministries will uh, 
sort of adopt that mindset, I think that yeah. they will succeed just like Ligonier has. Yeah. Um, so. Well, and so that, you know, and Ligonier, like you mentioned earlier, has been around for literally longer than we've existed on this earth, yeah. but they're still having a huge impact, including in web 2.0 digital world because they've been willing to adopt that. Right. I mean, uh, RC Sproul doesn't even know where all this goes, but he's cool with it because he wants to see the gospel, you know, pushed forward and people engaged with their ministry. Um, and so he's trusting those people around him to do that. And now is building, you know, an, an even bigger thing that wouldn't be possible if they weren't willing to take a step, take another step, you know, keep pushing and keep growing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really neat. And actually, the day we're recording this, um, January 16th, we're actually using Facebook Live, uh, sort of just new technology, um, okay. at our uh, Reformation Bible College conference, winter, uh, our winter conference that's hosted um, there in Sanford, Florida, um, on the campus of Lincoln here. Um, so it's just little things like that that we can sort of use just to reach more people with the gospel and... Um, Stuff that you know, RC Sproul never dreamed of yeah. when the ministry was born, yeah. um, but is able to reach so many more people than um, you know back in the day when yeah things were starting. That's cool. So, and I think it also goes to show that um, real like connection and community and consistency are what that's what's going to matter as we move into the future of all this technology and being like trendy or cool or hip is not going to get you. So, you know, forever there because that's going to change, but um, relationships and investment and all those things, they keep matter, you know, they, they matter (laughs) and they're going to continue to matter. So if you're building those online or if you're building them in person or whatever, if you're providing, um, resources and and good things for people it doesn't matter if you're cool or not because <laughs> that's not going to stand um the test of time but uh you know that investment and that care and all those things that that's going to matter for a long time so yeah that's cool that's that's really um what it's all about i mean our mission is to reach as many people with the gospel and that's how it happens is through building those relationships keeping people connected to what you're doing and how that makes a difference in their lives. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, is there anything that you are like excited about in the tech world or whatever world um, that's coming up that, that makes you like, this could be a cool thing. I've really been looking at the whole virtual reality thing and Mm -hmm. it kind of scares me a little bit because I know it's real and it's sort of how we're going to be experiencing things uh, in the future. Um, so that's really kind of nerdy, but, um, no, I, it's, it's exciting. I have never, like, I don't think I've ever done like a VR thing, like with the headset and the, the headphones and stuff, but I've seen people do them and I've heard people talk about doing them. Yeah. Um, and actually one of the podcasts that I listen to called social media church, uh, Mm -hmm. with Jay Cranda is, uh, they talk a lot about, you know, this whole VR reality and how, it's impacting the church. Um, so if that's something you want to drop in the show notes, oh, uh, yeah. socialmedia.church okay. um, yeah. is kind of the place where some of that conversation is happening. That's cool. Yeah, so if you want to lo- learn more about that, I'll link it in the show notes and you can check it out. That's 
Yeah, I haven't even like I haven't even considered that in my brain yet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's so new that it's hard to think about. Yeah, um, but, so. I mean, could you imagine like okay, you're in school. Like when we were in school, we didn't have the internet until like fourth or fifth grade, you know, yeah. that we could use. But imagine like you're in fifth grade in your you know, history class and you're learning about the civil war <laughs> and instead of looking at pictures and recreations and models of battlefields, like you could get in VR and experience and like walk through a battlefield, right. Or yeah. walk through like the area. Like when you're talking about, you know, this general's bringing his army down this hill, like you could do that. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Like with your class, like you could walk down there, you know, like, Here's the battle of, you know, Gettysburg or whatever. Like you could be there and that's crazy. Like th- that's a world that we never uh, could have imagined when we were younger. Right. And that's yeah. going to be like for my kids, that's going to be normal. The way they learn. It's going to yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Like my son can use a, t- can use a tablet, you know, better than other people who have never used one before. Yeah. He just like knows how it works. It's, it's instinctive to him. And it's crazy. It's crazy to watch them like work with technology because it's like they don't have a learning curve. They just pick it up and they're like, "Okay, this makes sense to me." With every new technology, you got to kind of make sure that you're like for you as a parent, you've got to make sure that you're guarding your kids from things that they want, don't want to be yeah. exposed to. Um, yeah, that's. But true. it doesn't mean you can't like not have them say, oh, no, you can't have an iPad or, exactly. you know, just a, you can't have a VR headset just because there's bad things. But, mm-hmm. just, but man, it, like it's it's going to have to come with education on, you know, parents and teachers and and leaders parts to understand like what they're doing. Right. Like a big push in the last five years has been like for student ministry, teachers, people who are engaging with middle school and high school students to understand you know, what their kids are using, (laughs) you know, like even with simple things that we think of like Snapchat and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. But like, you've got to be informed about how that works. So imagine that times a million and that's what VR is going to be, you know, exactly. But man, you got, so you got to stay on top of it. So yeah, I mean, as a parent and for gosh, I mean, really any adult out there that is responsible, (laughs) a human being, it's important to know what's coming. Um, because well, you know, we want to, we want to steward that well, but also we want to keep others safe, um, and from being, you know, exploited in those things. Yeah. So, but man, yeah, I think VR is cool. Still iPhone. Yep. Still iPhone. Um, despite the things that Apple, um, sort of put out there, yeah. um, still, still, still using the iPhone, got a MacBook Air. Okay. And, um, yeah. Still I, pretty much all things Apple. Yeah. I switched, uh, Last year, 2000, well, like 2015 mainly, to a Samsung Galaxy phone. And then I went back about a year ago, back to Apple, back to iPhone. Yeah, I haven't really found anything. You know, it works for me. Yeah. Um, for some people, they prefer Android devices, but it's when I, kind of what works for me. When I first got my Galaxy, I thought, man, this phone is awesome. I love it. It was so fast. It did all these cool things. I could customize everything. You know, it was really cool. And then about six or eight months in, I was like, mm, I don't like it anymore. 
<laughs> mainly because things were crashing and apps were falling you know it's just like oh, uh, I don't like you know how how random things are going and so I ended up getting back into the iPhone world and I'm, I don't know I feel like I'm stuck and that's yeah. okay <laughs> yeah I've kind of always lived in that world and yeah. I feel like if a battery draining is the only issue that I've had I'm doing pretty good exactly um, and like and I can iMessage from my computer and that is really nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't think um I don't think you can get that kind of uh flexibility between devices as far as Android goes. Yeah. So Apple despite some of my frustrations with them and some of their new computers, they're still winning. <laughs> I'd agree. <laughs> I'd I'd agree I'm still that. not getting rid of anything. Um Anyways, well, Brian, thank you so much for uh, chatting and for being a guinea pig on our first uh, remote weekly podcast. Would you like to say anything? Do you have any closing remarks you'd like to share with anyone? (laughs) I've kind of looked at technology over the past few years, and I'm excited to see where it's going. But um, like I said before, there's things we we need to be warning about um, or being cautious about. Um, So taking discernment what we're taking in and um, looking at it through the eyes of scripture is really kind of what I'm going to be focusing on in the next year or so. Where can people find you if they are looking to connect with Brian Alexander? Sure. I've got a Squarespace at brian.bfa.me. My brother bought the domain and uh, I was like, hey, I don't really have a great URL right now Mm -hmm. um, that I can point people to. But he had BFA.me, and I was like, I can just put my name on the front of that, and it's short and sweet. So yeah. all my social media accounts are right there. Oh, and cool. um, you can uh, just go in and click on whichever social media site you want to connect on me. So if you want to connect with Brian, I'll post his link to his website in the show notes as well. Um, again, thank you so much for trying this. This was like um, very spur of the moment. So I'll put you on the spot today. So uh, yeah, it's been my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, thanks for connecting. And uh, again, please subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or however you listen to weekly. Would love for you to subscribe, and uh, you could leave us a review in iTunes and tell us how much you love the show. Um, it seems like a really random and unimportant thing, but it actually is really helpful. So um, if you'd like to do that, please do it. Please subscribe and uh, connect with me and Brian online. We'd love to, to chat. All right. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast, Brian. We'll see you next time. <laughs>